I just genuinely wish my last name was that fun to say. Like, Yanescu? It's like, oh, it's just Nolan. It stinks. Hello, butterflies! I don't know. <laughs> 90s throwback. 2000s throwback. We loved butterflies. I've f***ed with butterflies. Heavy, Travis. Deal with it. Welcome to Sports, podcast that ends with a question mark. Starts with a question. I'm Katie Nolan. She's Christina. Hmm? Hello. He's Travis. You switch that out? Yep. What's up? Hi. This is today's <laughs> question. Hi, Katie, Christina, and Travis. It's Lindsay. It's about 8 a.m. on Monday, and I'm already thinking about the weekend and about my breakfast for the weekend. The question is, what is your go-to breakfast sandwich order? Mine is a sausage, egg, and cheese on an everything bagel with ketchup. Being from New Jersey and with parents who grew up on Long Island, breakfast sandwich orders are like a religion and a personality test all in one. Hope your week is extra cheesy or not if you're not into that kind of thing on your breakfast sandwich. Love you. Mean it. Lindsay, love you. Mean it. As somebody who spent but four years on Long Island, I can tell you she's not lying. Your breakfast sandwich order is important. I was going to say to these people. But that sounds very offensive. <laughs> it's very, it's just very important. It's part of your identity. You learn what SPK is if you don't already know what SPK is, which is salt, pepper, ketchup, which is like you say it all like it's one word at a deli on Long Island. It's like salt, pepper, ketchup. And if you don't know that that's coming, you're like, what are they talking about? But SPK is the key to happiness, this woman believes. In my, it is my humble belief that SPK is how you become the person you are meant to be. So, that being said, my ideal breakfast sandwich order has changed a little in the last few years. I now like to go with a breakfast wrap. It's got to have a hash brown in it, and that's not home fries. There's a big difference, and boy, does it bother me when Huge people difference. don't know. If there's a, 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 an ideal would be scrambled eggs, uh, sausage, hash browns, uh, SPK in a white Ooh. tortilla. You, Travis. Oh, excuse get my me. thoughts out, and then you can get your <laughs> thoughts out. That's how it works. Don't look at me. Uh, when I was in college, it was just a roll. I would get everything on a Kaiser roll. Uh, same thing though. Egg, cheese. Um, did I say cheese in the last thing? I meant American cheese. Always American cheese in my breakfast. Uh, egg, cheese, sausage. Ideally, patty. It bugs me when it's a full sausage and they slice it to put it on a roll. It's like that just looks funny. You're not getting the right distribution. But a sausage patty is key. I love breakfast sausage. I would die for breakfast sausage. And sometimes I'll go off book and I'll get some like, oh, there's maple syrup in this one. Or like, who doesn't love a sausage, egg, and cheese McGriddle? Who also hasn't been hung over and accidentally just ordered the sausage McGriddle where there's no egg and you're just like, <laughs> oops, I ordered the wrong one. Why is this on the menu? Uh, ideally, if you can get them, if you're feeling extra Karen on a certain day at a McDonald's, if you can get them to do a sausage egg and cheese McGriddle with the egg from a McMuffin, you are living Ooh. your best life. Because the egg for the sausage egg and cheese McGriddle is a little much. It's like a double folded layer of this thick scrambled egg. If you can get them to do one of those quote unquote freshly cracked, and I'm putting it in quotes because they say it, but I don't know if I believe it. Uh, if you can get them to use one of those, you are living the high life, my friend. But yeah, sausage egg and cheese, salt, pepper, ketchup. Uh, hash brown if it's crispy and not greasy that's my go-to Travis you seem to have very strong opinions and I bet they suck so why don't you say them now bacon I love bacon ketchup has no business being near eggs okay you have no business being okay. near a microphone yeah okay what I, well, I used to have not have a microphone and you yelled at me so yeah, which I one know. do you want it to be I've enabled this and I understand that and I have to live with what I've done to the world yeah this is all on you but yeah, ketchup 
has no business being near eggs. Sure. And if this is a personality test, I'm sorry, Katie and mm. Kate. Mm. Katie and Katie, you are. Who's the other Katie? It's Lindsay. I... This person's name is Lindsay. Show some respect. I was... Sorry, Lindsay and Katie. Ooh, he's mm-hmm. nervous. He's bad... scrambling like an egg. I know. <laughs> a bad personality. Travis you want good in the ketchup. pocket. If you want ketchup on your eggs, your personality tells me you're not a good person. Okay, well then, terrible All person right. here checking in to say you have yet to share what your breakfast sandwich is, so okay. whenever you're ready. Give me uh, an Asiago bagel. Oh my god, you're so bougie. Or plain. <laughs> those those right. are my two bagels. Right, sure. And then it's bacon, egg, and cheese. I like the egg to be just a little runny, so then yuck. it soaks up into the bagel. Sure, and I don't mean yuck that the egg is yuck. I mean the way you discuss your breakfast sandwich is yuck, but keep and going. pepper jack cheese. Oh, okay. The- so you, you get all the things that... So you get disappointed a lot, don't you? Because there's a lot of places that aren't going to have an Asiago bagel that's very specific. That's, that's why I have... Ba- that my backup is plain. Every place has pepper jack cheese these days. False. Not always. Very false. Not always. And I I've don't like yet to come across on me and there's no warning, to be honest. I'll take a Monterey Jack. Monterey Jack is kind and mild. Pepper Jack's a little imposing. See, I can I can go with others. That's just my go-to. Sure. I do right. like pepper jack cheese, but I don't know of any breakfast places around here that are serving up pepper jack cheese on their bagels. Christina, are what are going? you getting on your the breakfast The calf at work does, so. Oh, but so ESPN calf offers it. So if anybody's looking for this very specific breakfast sandwich, you can get it at a closed-door facility that you need an ID <laughs> to get into. Uh, Christina. Anyway, Travis, that was very typical. I, I'm not surprised. Um... I'm getting an everything bagel or one of those um, like cheddar jalapeno bagels. If you go to like a bagel place that has like a a very wide, like they've got like the Wait, you just came at me because the place probably wants pepper jack cheese. I know, I'll come at her, but she's being nicer, so I'm going to let her talk. Shut up. It just depends. It depends on where you're going. Some bagel places have like fancy bagels and others, you know, just the run of the mill bagels. Sure, sure, sure. So jalapeno cheddar bagel, if you can have it, everything otherwise. Yes. And then scrambled eggs or sometimes, you know, they just do the regular egg, like regular fried egg. Runny is very specific. Um, I like sausage, not bacon. Uh, Have to have a hash brown on it. Mm. And sometimes it depends on if I'm getting everything bagel. I want to have either ketchup or uh, sometimes they do like a hot honey. So I'll get that drizzled on it. That's fun. Or ketchup. But if I'm doing the cheddar jalapeno bagel, I don't want hot honey. That's just too, too hot. Um, so I'll do ketchup. Hmm. Oh, and ketchup. cheese. You have to have the cheese. Yeah, duh. That's but American cheese. Part. Yeah. Uh, it's, I know it's not cheese. I know it's a cheese product, and I don't care. The way that it tastes, <laughs> the way that it melts, I love it. Oh, it's perfect. I'm American in some of the bad ways and some of the good ways, and I embrace all of it. God bless America. Uh, Travis, you done talking for the rest of the... You just seem very no, mad. Am I done talking? I mean, you you've really... been given a platform to speak your truth, and you spend most of it yelling about mine. I just don't understand people that put ketchup. Like, what's what is it about? It adds some that... wetness. Sometimes yeah, you need it, a little bit more dry. wetness, especially if you're getting it with a bagel. Sometimes it's just a lot of bread and not enough wetness, and you just especially want the way the you way have the, your bagel. The way plain. the ketchup holds on to the salt and the pepper, and it kind mm-hmm. of lets makes it spreadable instead of being in these little pockets where you sprinkled it. It's just a sauce. It's you're almost using it like an aioli. It's just there to like keep everything together and if you don't want to eat it i promise i'll never force you to eat it but if you disrespect the food i'm gonna eat and that i enjoy on this platform again well buddy i don't i don't think you want to see what's gonna happen i'm not gonna do anything about it i just did it sound intimidating so i have a question then if you have 
just regular eggs, not like on a sandwich or anything. Omelet no, or scrambled. I don't put eggs. I don't put ketchup on my eggs. No, Christina? it's only when it's in a sandwich. Yeah, when it's on a bagel. Sometimes Worcestershire sauce I'll put in my eggs when I'm making them, but I don't use like sauce on my eggs. I'm willing to uh, retract my original statement. Oh, thank on... you. Wow, how nice. Oh my God, what a benevolent God. Um, I don't agree with it, but I can I understand your reason for it. Thank so you. therefore I will retract my wow. original statement. Big Sorry, day, Lindsay, folks. you are a great person. Big day. Annie learned her name. You guys, you know what that is? That's progress. That's Travis growing. Right before your eyes, which has always been the goal. I'm just happy. Stick around for 10 minutes. I'll let you down. Yeah, we're going to get there. I'm sure it'll be in friendly ranter. Uh, (laughs) If you have a question and you want Travis to get your name wrong, be sure to call us and leave us a voice. Ooh, leave us a voicemail, I said. What's happening? That was harsh. End of an era, I guess. 860-506-5571. Once again, I've got prompts from my dear friend Travis about things he wants to talk about in Friendly Banter. Travis, you took your selfie. Yep. I'm debating whether I should let you speak and then give you my notes. or No, I'm going to lead with my notes. It's my podcast. Uh, You had a mask on. And mm-hmm. and I don't know how familiar you I know you watch reality TV, but I don't know how familiar you are with America's Next Top Model. Can I just get a thumbs up or a thumbs down on if you've ever seen that? I haven't watched that one. All right. So you aren't familiar with the concept of smizing. But if you were, you would know that you didn't smize <laughs> even a little bit in that. Like I could tell Not you even a tiny bit. smiling even with the mask on because your eyes were just like, I'm being forced to do this in a hostage situation. Was that a choice? I owed a selfie and I took one. I, I, yeah, I didn't. You did the bare yeah, I didn't know that there were these. So unhappy. You did the bare minimum after oh, asking, no, I was after thrilled. dominating our uh, our reviews with requests for said selfie. You did the bare minimum and posted an unsmiling, half covered picture with the caption "officially vaccinated" at Katie Nolan at Christina Buswell hashtag Team Moderna. Are you proud of it? You feel good about it? I I honestly thought when I posted that I did what I was supposed to do. I did fan Andy commented, doesn't count. Yeah, they came attacking quickly. Hamza Hazim commented, looks great, bro, top notch, totally counts. Got to hear both sides. Uh, Gene, the producer, wrote, uh, I got that wrong. It's Jeannie, the producer, post a glow up selfie, dot, dot. Not a full ellipsis, but two thirds of one. Uh, BPAT18 said, I don't think this counts. Hazel Eyed Dreamer said, does, does this count? With question marks. And I like that. Question everything, especially this selfie and whether or not it counts. Then there was a discussion had in the replies to that comment. Uh, Surfer2701 said, no. As in, no, it does not count. Hazel Eyed Dreamer said, I didn't think so. The inflection doesn't come off in text. Oh, so she wasn't being generous. She was actually saying it doesn't mm. count. She was being sarcastic. Katya the Mick said, hard no, pitter-patter, let's get at her Tron. I don't know necessarily what that means, but I love the semantics <laughs> of it. It just sounds like music to my ears. Libby Kelly 5 wanted to let you know she's also Moderna gang. Travis Calvin, an, a fellow Travis, who I bet is totally fine being called Trav in regular situations, said, I don't think this counts. But Name Your Price said the content I needed today. So, I mean, it seems like some people were happy. Some people weren't happy. Somebody told you to come visit Indiana. My cousin. Ooh. Oh, all right. Well, oh. That's a relative. Oh, and Libby <laughs> Kelly, who I assume is also your relative. Yeah. Doesn't count. Yeah. All right. Well, I don't know if the mask on counts, bud. Got to see that smile. So, I haven't, I'm not going to commit to it yet, but I was thinking that there's a chance that maybe 
when I visit a bar without a mask on that maybe then I would post a selfie first time back in a bar without a mask on or and something you know like what? that. I know that we get down on 2020 a lot. I know a lot about it was bad and it sucked in a lot of ways. But pretty cool that it set us up for a 2021 in which going to a bar with your face not covered is a photograph worthy <laughs> event. We found a way to turn uh, photos of your food into something that actually is celebrated again in, instead of like a, we don't need to see that you guys went to brunch. You go to brunch every week. So shout out to 2020 for that. I don't want to give it much more credit. But I will say it gave us that. It, it Make bars great again. That's what 2020 did. It, it'll fade probably pretty quick. But probably. Bars have always been great, though. Um, yeah, always. I don't experiences know. Experiences are different for uh, across many lines, gender being one of them. I wouldn't say that the bar experience has always been my personal favorite, but I could understand in a world where I wasn't pestered for my sports opinions while watching a sports ball game at a bar in public. Uh, yeah, I would probably enjoy doing that. So I get it. Uh, uh, there's another thing in here that I'm to ask. We, we don't have to friends. talk. I just threw some no, things no. out there. No, no, it's here. So we'll talk about it. You went on and shout out to the Lauer After Hour podcast. Uh, isn't it After Hours? Lauer After Hours? I just read this on Wow, there. disrespect. You oh, you can't it. even get the Don't name of it care. right. Uh, you went on a podcast. And let me just ask you, and I guess this is for the group, for the union. Let me ask the union. You you guys want to be hosts? Because you can do it. No, I just don't want to be know, host. And I'll set you up to, to for your rocket ships to take off. But I, do you want, is that what you want? How did it go? I, I think it went well. We're, we'll find out when it airs, though. Who knows? Ooh, I don't, when's that? I don't know. Maybe... They they could have been bad and they're like we're not even gonna air it. Maybe I shouldn't even be talking about it right now. I don't Whoa. know. But I don't I like I like you drive in and you know, I'm in the past shotgun, you know, playing DJ. Yeah. What I think is funny is this is so typical of tricks. Travis to show up, not know any of the details, mm -mm, and then say, I did a thing. I did don't it. know if it's ever coming out. Don't know don't, when. Don't particularly even get feel any stress right. about that. Don't even really care. Uh but I did it. That's but what he did that's, it and that's we'll the vibe. See if it ever Sees the light of day. Uh, shout out to those <laughs> folks. For those who don't know, they're uh, fans of, I, I mean, maybe I'll get this wrong, but they're fans of the Levitard show, uh, but they're very good. They, they When you did it, Travis, was it just like a Zoom of 13 people that you joined yeah. and they each went around and asked questions? They're great. They're really fun. I had a lot of fun with them. I was nervous for the few days between when I recorded mine and when it aired because I remember being very casual on that podcast and just being <laughs> like, ask me anything. I got to order dinner and I'll answer any questions that you have. And I was like, this could go either way uh, but it was great they're really fun and i really like them all and they made me a hat so. Ooh. me too they have, you, i've got a hat, hat coming say? i forget something with a red, it's got a red solo cup and something's on written on that the cup perfect just absolutely perfect <laughs> it's just so, so good typical. for you i'm proud of you and i and and i just remember us little people when your star rises no, I mean, I'm I'm staying here. What are you talking about? Yeah, well, you say that now. That's what they all say now. I'm not Justin Timberlake. I'm I'm here for the team. Mm -hmm. That's good. That's good. An, un an unnecessary <laughs> that's, swipe. That's good. At Justin Timberlake, but I guess he deserves it. Christina, you got nothing in friendly banter. You do anything this weekend? Anything happened to you? Um, I hung out with some people. My boyfriend had... Do either of you know what a stag is? Like, like a horse? When... No, when... um. 
when a guy is getting married and he holds a stag. It's a bachelor party. Yeah, it's basically a bachelor party, but you don't you just have it at like some local bar and you basically just get a bunch of money. Um, so my boyfriend had back. They have like some silent stags. auction stuff. Yeah, they had like raffles what? and stuff, and so he had one on Friday and Saturday, and so um, I kind of just laid low. And then Saturday, um, I hung out with some friends while he did that. And um, let's just say the two-day hangover is very real. Um, it's now Monday at 3.42 p.m. And I still feel hungover from Damn. Saturday night. And you're young. So, you are well, young. apparently not. It's not wrong. It's one of the rare apparently times it's not. not wrong. Yeah. Well, you know what? The sooner you can transition into being an old, the better. I've um, just embraced it at this point. I mean, yeah. I, on Saturday drank maybe a little bit too much and literally just had a dance party in my friend's living room there were three of us and now my legs feel like jello and i'm still hungover that's crazy there's days where like i'll take the stairs twice instead of the elevator and i'm like whoa for the next two days my legs are gonna be sore and that is pathetic And I, I literally, I have that. an Amazon leg massager that I've been using Hell for yeah. 24 I don't even, hours. I mean, it's Amazon brand, like Jeff, him, <laughs> yes, Jeff himself it, made it. Hell yeah. I imagine so, because it says Amazon's choice and it says the Amazon leg massager. So yo, that is what we, t- I feel like I've talked about this very specific thing on this podcast before where Amazon is both the marketplace and the seller and that's just mm-hmm. unfair. And this is case in point. It worked. Nobody would oh, have worked. bought an Amazon leg massager, but it was their choice. And so Christina bought it, and we're all going to be owned by Jeff me. Bezos soon. They told me, here's our choice. And I said, well, it's mine now, too. Mm. How's it? And you like it? Yeah, I mean, he's getting the job done. I have one of those uh, name brand ones. I don't know if it's because they sponsored the podcast, but I do know they just sent it to me for free. And I'll be honest, it's just sitting in a box that I haven't used yet. It's you know, that one that's like yeah. But anytime I see like an ad for a personal massager, I just assume it's a euphemism for because most times it is. But I don't think in this situation that it is. But just something about that phrase, personal massager. I'm like, yeah, that's what you call it to get so that it's on book, you know, so that you can be above the line. Sick. Travis is uncomfortable. Um, I, this weekend, I'll tell you what I did, and that is watched a lot of stuff. Travis, I got big, big exciting news. I am about a season and a half into Below Deck. Ooh. Started with the original. For those who are unacquainted, it's Travis's, I want to say favorite reality show. Survivor is probably your favorite. Yeah. But you, you advocate for Below Deck, and I will say I'm on the team now. I also advocate for Below Deck. Welcome aboard. Thank you very much. Ahoy, matey. Uh, Here (laughs) is one reason why. Now, this is my personal reasoning, so I'm not saying anything. If this is a value judgment on your favorite reality show, I apologize. But I think the thing that makes Below Deck so good is that they are at work. So you have these personalities who are stuck in a location, which is pretty common for reality shows. But there's the added layer of they have to work together because they're at work. So you have feuds and you have fights and you have people that don't like each other. But at the end of the day, they kind of have to find common ground because, again, they work together. It's similar with the challenge they're all living together and there's the drama nights where they all get drunk but in the end there's a competition and they have to focus on that and if they don't they usually pay the price for it and are out early unless they're amber b and they run their way to a a challenge win uh but i love below deck 
And I love Kate Chastain. And I am fingers crossed hoping that she doesn't end up sucking because I've only seen her season one and like this little bit that I'm into season two. And I love her. Is she wrong sometimes? Yeah, because everybody's wrong sometimes at work. But I like the way she handles herself. I like her attitude. I like at the end of season one that she went up to the chef and was like, you want a compliment? You were right. And I'm not even mad at you for being right and correcting me and telling me how to do my job because now I know when I leave this boat, the way I do my job will be even closer to the best way to do this job because I took your feedback. And I'm like, whoa, we never see that on reality TV. (laughs) That's called accountability. And I loved it and I like her. And please tell me either with your face or your words that she stays good and like thumbs up okay awesome uh, are dead. you proud and then i gotta get into sailing yacht and then i gotta get into mediterranean and i'm so excited at having all these shows it's to watch. so good who's and the captain right now uh it's the guy with the gray hair captain lee love yeah captain Cap- lee he's love good. captain lee he sometimes he's a little hard on them for no reason um but i assume you know he's the captain he's going through his own stuff yeah he's a good man he doesn't own the boat right that's not how it works no yeah, he's just the captain of that boat. And then he like rent he rents like it there's, and he rents it I out. don't know exactly. If, I, I assume there's like a company that has a bunch of them. Yeah, I uh. assumed that too. But I love it. I love them. It's like a restaurant meets a uh, meets you know a boat essentially, and it's all the <laughs> it's like the real world drama. meets like a cooking show meets something like. Yeah, the food looks incredible. Uh, the chef Ooh, maybe I should one, watch then. Yeah, it's really good. And they do a really good job of showing the guests reacting to the food positively. Like they really lift up their chefs and give them praise. I don't like the chef in season two as much as I liked the chef in season one. It was fascinating. I think chefs are fascinating people, especially ones that take their food so seriously. And something that the season one chef said was like, if you go on a luxury yacht and the food is bad, the experience is completely different than if the food is absolutely incredible he's like a lot of other things can go wrong but if the it's like a wedding when you go to a wedding and everything's awesome but the food sucks it's something you remember that's what you're gonna remember yeah right so he he like went into that and it was also you know good fun and interesting to see like a chef's ego like a single solo solitary working chef having to deal with uh like directly with the serving the front of house team it's very interesting i really like this show and thank you for introducing it to me, Travis. You're welcome. Um, I also watched that HBO show, Mayor of Easttown. Have you guys watched Ooh, this? Oh, is it good? I've so, heard about it. But I, I had never it heard about it. Since having heard about it, now I can't stop hearing about it. But Charlie Kravitz, who's the producer for Highly Questionable, told me about it. And Dan is, you know, my Dan is back on the road. My boyfriend. Shout out to <laughs> old school. My boyfriend. He's back on the road, so he's gone for weekends. And so yeah. I-, I am in the situation where I'm like, okay, we have these shows we watch together because we've been together alone for a year and I'm like well I gotta watch new stuff that he's not gonna want to also watch so I didn't look into Maravie's Town I just watched it and uh god it sucked me in it's so so is good. It good Kate Winslet is an incredible actress the story is interesting it's like dark but it's uh, I, I think the characters are really well written there's that actress I'm forgetting her name but she's from I want to say Winthrop Massachusetts and she's an incredible supporting actress you've seen her before and stuff but I obviously can't remember what um it's really good and so last night was the penultimate episode always a fun word to say I love that just word. means second to last <laughs> um the woman's name that I'm looking for is Julia Nicholson she's Ooh. from 
uh, Julianne Nicholson, she's from, I want to, oh, sorry, Medford, Massachusetts. Um, so shout out to a Boston girl uh, doing well and being awesome. Uh, she's got a lot of freckles. You'd recognize her if you saw her. Uh, so I haven't watched the penultimate yet because last night I heard people say on my timeline, how am I going to go to sleep after watching that? And I was like, well, I'm too sensitive for that. So I'll watch it tomorrow after the podcast. <laughs> but if you're looking for a show that's dramatic, I believe it's like a limited series or whatever the episode, whatever the word is for a show that has like eight or nine and then it goes bye-bye. Um, that's what it is. It's very, very, very good. It's on HBO Max. I recommend it. Um, Noted. Another thing I did, and we'll wrap this up because we actually have a lot to talk about today. I went to the dog park with Myrtle Ooh. for the first time Ooh. in a really long time. Dan takes her almost every day. He's so good Does at Myrtle that stuff. Does Myrtle have friends? He, oh my God, yeah. She has a ton of friends. She oh, she's has so popular. A ton of friends and, the, and the best thing about Dan is that he'll, well, one of the best things is he can, he talks, he knows all the dogs because he takes her all the time and he can like give me the rundown of like, okay, that's Oscar. He eats poop. His own poop, any other dog's poop. So don't let that. Do- so that. like this dog, Oscar was trying to get Myrtle's ball, and he was like, "Don't, that's Oscar. Don't let the, don't let his mouth near the ball." But I read, like I, Oscar's energy resonated with me. He just looked very tired. He didn't want to fetch unless you gave it to him within two inches of where you were standing. He was very slow, but he's a sweet boy. And who doesn't eat their own poop sometimes? You know, it's just like sometimes in life you're not doing too well and you're hungry. Um, but I don't usually go because it's such a stupid reason. I'm just going to be honest. When we started, uh, having a dog, so like a year ago, I used to take her to the park. Two reasons I don't go that much anymore. I don't like to go. Number one, I don't know where to stand. I don't, I've never had a dog before. So I don't know how much you're supposed to make sure they're not doing dumb stuff to other dogs. Myrtle has a problem with humping. We're working through it. I don't know Mm. why she wants to hump every dog. Um, it's strange. It's a dominance thing. Uh, you know, it just takes repeated patience of just being like, no, stop. Don't do that. But a dog park, it's like you're constantly walking over to where your dog is and then your dog's running the other way with a bunch of dogs. And so then you're like walking again to where they are. And I just see other people sitting still. And so I was like, I'm doing the dog park wrong. And everyone's judging me as like a helicopter mom. But I just want to make sure she doesn't hump your dog. I'm being nice and respectful. And I see people on their phones and then I'm like, well, when I check my phone, I feel guilty because I'm like, she's going to be, you know, what if she does something dumb while I'm looking down? It's just very stressful for me as a control freak. The other reason is because last time I went, somebody took a picture and put it on a gossip site. And I'm like, who cares? Who cares about me like that? I come here. I don't want to have to put makeup on. I don't want to have to be like, hi, I just want to take my dog to the park and let her run around with other dogs. That's just a bummer. So it's a stupid reason. But I went with Dan this time. I was like, maybe we'll go as a family. I can watch how you do it. And guys, when I tell you that Myrtle had this energy, like it was bring your parent to school day. (laughs) She like was introducing me to other dogs. She would bring them over. She kept coming over and checking on me. She's just She bragged to her friends that her mom's got a podcast. Yeah, and and then one of the the dogs took a phone out, took a picture of me, and I was like, you're going to upload that to the internet. It was a lot, but it was very sweet. And I love my dog, and that was basically it. It was something very small that happened in my weekend, but that made me very, very happy. My dog's the cutest, and I love her so much. Oh. That being said. Um, do we have any official pod business? No. So I, I am withholding one other little piece of what? Uh, this oh. weekend. Golly. Let's hear um, it. So I went on a date. Uh huh. Wait, with the with same? A... No. Oh. Oh, that's look over at you. With. That's done. That's done. Oh, yeah. that's, that's, that's done. done. That's Thank you, next. Thank you, yep. next. 
Well, how was your date this weekend? It was good. Uh, it was drinks on Sunday afternoon. Ooh, that's uh, lovely. Sunday fun then, day. Yeah. And so, and then she was asking about the podcast and asking Ooh. what I work on and the names of it. And I Ooh. gave in and told her the name of the podcast. So she's probably going to be listening to this like in a day Ooh. or two. <laughs> wow what's her name can we know her name no okay i don't know if she wants her name out there hello to you if you're listening you're welcome that we covered it at the top of the podcast so you can probably tune out for the rest unless you vaguely (laughs) like sports but not when it don't need anyone to really talk about them just kind of talk around them then stick around this podcast is for you travis is a good guy he's just got dumb opinions sometimes he's got power through it (laughs) and he really for some reason only likes white wine but we're working on it sipping glass of Riesling. Did you drink Riesling at lunch? That's at not true because she saw drinks? me drinking uh, Tito's and soda. So. Oh, okay. Mm, Gives me insight okay. into what your representative drinks. The person you send out on dates, the best version of yourself, drinks Tito's and soda. And she had uh, Casamigos and uh, soda. Ooh, big Clooney fan. I appreciate that. Yeah. All right. Well, congratulations. So, Hoping maybe all an, the best. an update for next week. Yeah, if you've got one, we'll take it. And uh, sorry to the last person who sure missed out wherever they are. Uh, Thank you for the update. It made me feel really happy. I figured you'd want to know that. (laughs) I really did. You know that I did. I know you do. That's why I was like, I didn't go on any dates. Do I want to tell her or not? No dates? No dates. Yeah. Well, there's always next week. Uh, Today on the podcast, we're going to, it's a playoff season, folks. We have a lot of sports stuff to get to, mainly because I checked the doc today and there was nothing about the NHL and it hurt me so much that I was like, I'll handle it. So we're going to run through what has happened in the NHL playoffs. Some some series first game isn't until I believe Thursday. So it's kind of spread out, but I'll tell you what's happened so far. The Bruins are down, so it's not great. Also, the NBA playoffs are happening. The Lakers are in that playoff game, so that means that guy's fired that LeBron said should get fired uh, for sure. Uh, redemption tournament. We've we've established Oh, the you're name. right. I'm sorry. The Respect redemption tournament. The redemption tournament. NBA redemption uh, happens. Was that Tuesday, Wednesday? So we'll talk about those matchups and what's going on there. Um, women's soccer news. The NW- NWSL is back. WNBA is back. Uh, there's a lot going on, so let's get to it right after I tell you all about Simply Safe. Not because they sponsor that. No, they sponsor those podcasts. It's just funny that it's like, yeah, of course that's why I'm talking about them. But every week I say, this this is brought to you by Simply Safe. You know that. Anyway, Travis, what, how do you want me to do? What kind of voice do you want me to use? In honor of playoffs starting as a coach trying to cheer up their team after a tough loss. All right, guys, huddle up. Take a knee. Simply Safe is an award-winning home security system. I know that. You know that. Maybe we didn't see that out there today, but. You know it in your heart to be true. You know it's engineered with the latest technology. You want to keep your family safe. But what really sets Simply Safe apart, it's people. It's people. It's me. It's you. It's other other people also that also play. It's the staff. It's highly trained security experts. They're always there for you when you need them most. They're clutch. They're clutch. Okay, these are the people who truly care about keeping you safe. When an alarm goes off, a person who cares, where are they? They're, They're there, there for, for you. you. Thank you. They're there for you. This is it was rhetorical, Travis. Please. You only got <laughs> two points today. So I'm gonna need you to zip it. Okay. You do not have the floor. You did. You did. And you didn't do anything with it. So why don't you let me do the speech? Okay. When an alarm goes off, a person who cares is there for you with a phone call to make sure you're okay. When an emergency happens, guys, an emergency, a person who cares is there for you by getting fire and police responders to your front door right away. Do they have to do that? No. 
They do that, though, because they want to, because they know that's what it takes to be the best home security system. And they do that. And that's what I need to see from you. I need to see you doing the things you know you need to do to be the best, like Simply Safe does. Even if you're just having a problem setting up your system, even if it's just you being an idiot, because of Simply Safe, a person who cares is there for you with a friendly chat and a quick resolution, which some would say you don't even deserve after you're showing, okay? But you get that because that's what it takes. The bottom line is when you need them most, Simply Safe is there 24 7, 365. 366 if it's a leap year. That's how that works, right? There's an extra day. With people who care, experts trained. Ooh, I ripped out my headphones. Experts trained to not only, not only keep you safe, but make you feel safe. It's one of the many reasons U.S. News recently called Simply Safe the best home security of 2021. Do you want to be the best team of 2021? Yes. I know you do. Do you know what it takes <laughs> to be that? I bet you do. So let's do it. To learn more about how Simply Safe can help protect you and your family, visit simplysafe.com/nolan today to customize your system, get a free security camera, you also get a 60-day risk-free trial. There is nothing to lose because we we already lost just now in the game. So now you couldn't possibly lose anymore. You are the biggest losers. So now go to simplysafe.com slash Nolan so you can be safe at, even though you lost. Let's go get them. I lost the plot on that one. I couldn't tell if I was hyping them up to get Simply Safe or like using Simply Safe as an example of why the team's bad. But I, it's, I think I did all right. Let's move it on worked. to the news. Yeah, it worked. NBA Redemption Tournament is happening. Tuesday, we deal with the East on TNT. Wednesday, arguably the better day, we deal with the West, and it's on ESPN. When I now, I am nothing if not a company woman. Uh, to review the format of this play-in thing, because I, I think it's just the wording of it that confuses different people. You need to hear it a certain way for it to click for you. We've got four teams, uh, 7, 8, 9, 10. Seven and eight, so and there's two spots, seven and eight, or like where you need to end up. So seven and eight are going to play each other. Nine and ten are going to play each other. The winner of the seven and eight game is in. The loser of the seven and eight game sticks around and plays the winner of the nine ten game. The loser of the nine ten game is out. Uh, and then the winner of the... 9-10 game guy versus the uh, 7 I'm really – I had it, and then I lost it. Uh, plays the loser of the 7-8 game, and then the winner of that gets the eighth spot. So it's three games total. Uh, if you are a 7 or an 8 seed, you get two chances to win one game to get in. And if you are a 9-10 seed, you get one – you get you have you to, to win, win two twice. games to get in. Yeah, you have to win two games in a row. So that being said, uh, the East – these positions are filled by 7, 8, 9, 10 is Celtics, Wizards, Pacers, Hornets. So we got the Hornets and the Pacers in the 9, 10 game, Wizards, Celtics in the 7, 8 game. I don't, you know that I, you're not coming to me to tell you who wins. I don't have a lot of confidence in the Celtics, but that's just me. It's not based on like good information. 
I just watch him on the edge of my seat, like, oh, I'm trying not to get my hopes up for that. Will be great if they can pull it off, but then I believe in the first round, who do they face? They would face Brooklyn. Yeah. And I don't know if you guys watched the Nets game yesterday uh, with the big three, finally. I think that's what the eighth game where we've actually seen the big three all together. Uh, they were, it was a highlight reel. It was, uh, incredible. It was very good, fun, interesting basketball. It looked like, uh, like an and one game. So it was, I don't know that I want to meet them anyway. Uh, as Mina Kimes and I are very good friends. Well, maybe lose the first game. Win the second. The Celtics should throw it. And you, Mm. then you play the 76ers. Oh, well, you know, Pablo and I are also very good friends. So I guess Pablo is like technically a. He's from here, but he just loves those 76ers. Either way, um, what? Mina's been a, a lifelong Brooklyn lifelong fan, so it's Nets probably best. Yeah. Lifelong. I text her about the Nets often. She's, you know, their biggest fan, I would say. Man, I remember when tickets to their games, you could get courtside seats for, like, an amount of money that was, we, like, considered it at the office. Being like, should we go get courtside seats at the Nets game? That's how. That's we, insane. If you know me, that's, like, <laughs> it must have been pretty cheap because... I still have adapted to my new budget. Um, I still live on my old one. It's very uncomfortable for me. The West games, uh, did I say yet? Those positions, 7, 8, 9, 10, that's Lakers, Warriors, Grizzlies, Spurs. So something that was rumored weeks ago, we may end up with a play-in game of Lakers, Warriors. Well, we did. It did happen. Um, Even though Vegas, for so long, still had the Lakers with the best odds to win the West. They did not. They are in the play-in game. A week or two after uh, LeBron said whoever came up with this concept should be fired. Uh, I believe that person's still employed. I mean, would we even know? Do we even know who it was? That I mean, is it really one person? Is it one person that's like, hey, guys, crazy idea. It's just funny to think of the NBA as like a pitch meeting where people yeah, walk right. in and they're like, here's what <laughs> I think we do to switch it up for sweeps week. I think we go with the play-in game. I like to think the NBA has somebody like me on staff that came up with it and I just, just to- threw it out get, there. Just tossed out an idea. Yeah. yeah, it was like, hey, crazy thought here. Yeah. Hadn't like had no like plan, just the idea. They're like, how about this redemption tournament? And then they just walked away. Yeah, and then somebody was probably yeah, like, I like the it. idea, but we can't name it redemption tournament, you idiot. And, that's and then someone else had to think out like how exactly it's going to work, but somebody else did it. And then LeBron me. goes on TV and says you should be fired. How would you feel in that moment watching LeBron's well, advocate for you losing your job? You should show up and play more games, LeBron. Of course that's how you would react. Of course. Not with, I'm sorry, or like, what's up? You just like, you suck. No, it's you that sucks. I'm Travis. Don't you care about the kids? Don't you know who I am? Uh, So Lakers, Warriors. I'm I'm going Lakers. I I think the Lakers are going to win that game. Steph Curry is incredible. I believe I saw, I watched a little first take today. I do that every now and then. Stephen A, still. Best thing I learned on first take today is that Stephen A was in the islands, quote, the islands for his vacation and he kept referencing last week i was in the islands which is like which which one which one There's do you a not couple. have to tell me when they're a certain level of expensive or is that just a way of being like i was on an island but it wasn't the bougie one but if i call it the islands you're gonna all assume it was the fanciest one i don't know enough about Stephen a to know the answer to that question but i know he spent last week on the islands and what i learned from first take today is that Stephen a watches first take when he's on vacation if I were Max, that would scare me so much. He made some throwaway comment where he's like, last week I'm in the islands and I threw on first take and you guys did a good, you guys did a good job without me. You guys did great. A for but, effort. And then I was like, ooh, 
I just pictured if you two did a podcast and I wasn't there, but I'd be like, cool. I have notes. But the fact that he watches first take from the islands, brilliant. Um, we would never do a podcast without you, Katie. Yeah, I don't. I would have believed you three weeks ago. I no longer believe you. And you know what? I just have to accept that. I mean, Once you're the one that continues to do a podcast when one of us are off. So it's, Travis, it's uh, Travis, just saying. Travis, we <laughs> this podcast has had 75 different supporting characters because I can't get anyone to commit to me. And you think the argument to make is that I'm not committed enough to you? I, I will work on it. Work I'm just kidding, it. Katie. No, it's okay. I'll work on it. Uh, what was? Why did I bring up first take? Lakers. Yeah. Steph Curry. Steph. Oh yeah, I think I saw. Thank you. You got it, Travis. I think it was a, a lower third that, or maybe a toss to break from Molly, where they said something about Steph Curry making the case for being the MVP. And like, look, numbers wise, you look at his numbers, and you're like, you, he's having a similar season to his MVP season. It's just that there's a lot of people having impressive seasons. I hate discussing NBA MVP because everybody has strong opinions and most of them are right. It's just like very tough to decide who's the MV, you know? Everybody's well, I mean, a lot LeBron of said Steph should be the MVP. So, I mean, that would make he said what you're saying. So, obviously, you're right if LeBron is echoing your thoughts. Yeah, I also said that you should be fired just like just like LeBron did. So it's like well, LeBron didn't say I should be fired. Parallel though. thinking, you know. Um, but yeah, I think the Lakers will probably win. If they don't, ooh, that'll be spicy. That'll get real spicy, and I'll enjoy it. Uh, but we'll see. I just don't think. I mean, Steph's kind of having to do it all himself. That's no disrespect to the rest of his teammates, and I don't think he would say it that way. Which is always the thing. If you're the guy, don't say you're the guy. But he's the guy, and he's very, very, very good. And I think it'll be a very exciting and interesting game. Uh, I believe, you know, the ideal for the league, I assume, would be that they both win and get in eventually. But uh, we'll see if that happens. Again, the West games are Wednesday on ESPN and the East games are Tuesday. You can find those yourself. Check your local listings. Uh, what is this? I didn't see this, Travis. Did the Clapers Clay, tank? <laughs> the who? Did the Clapers tank to avoid the Lakers? It's just Clippers. <laughs> I know. Did the Clippers tank? It was my brain, not yours. Uh, so... They had a chance to get the three seed, and their final two games were against Houston, who's 17 and 53, and OKC, who's 21 and 50. 17 and 53? Yeah. And so wow. uh, they lost both of those games. Mm-hmm. And so now they're the four seed, which what that does, though, is the only way they can face the Lakers is if they go to the Western Conference Finals. So people were wondering, did they tank? And then the uh, Because Lakers, had they finished in the three seed, they probably would have seen it would have been more in the likely second round. to see it. Yeah. And so Jared Dudley uh, said, without naming names, uh, teams are managing their schedules down the stretch to avoid the Lakers. Okay. Okay. I just find it interesting. Like, yeah, his point, he went on to say the Lakers will be most susceptible to an upset in the first round and will only get stronger from there. That's not a bad point is like once they're in they're at full strength. And they're, you know, I think it was AD that said he wouldn't mind being in the play-in tournament. He quickly changed his tune, but I think he was like, I wouldn't mind it just for us to all get LeBron's back LeBron's like, together. hey, I'm calling for his job. Yeah, right. Shut He's up. like, we cannot, we cannot disagree this publicly. But I think he was like, it wouldn't be bad for us to get a couple extra games under our belt to get ready for the playoffs. As weird and maybe flawed as that logic is, it, it could, there is a chance it could be true that they get into a groove. And if they get the momentum of an early upset, uh, they could ride that. So it's not... I don't know. But like, if you're thinking in that way, it's like maybe the Clippers should have 
been trying to get that three seed to get him in the second round instead of potentially facing him later on. And also, if you're the Clippers, like you sucked in the playoffs last year, so yeah, maybe well, I was just gonna say it take takes a lot of, It would take a lot of confidence to have that approach to be like we we'll, we want to meet the Lakers early to knock them down and make sure they don't become a problem. That takes confidence. Whereas the Clippers are coming off a a bad playoff performance last year and got dragged for it. So they're probably, I mean, I wouldn't say it's what I would do because I don't know what I would do. But I, I, I can at least understand if this was their approach, why they would do it. They're playing scared. But I will say playing scared even in like a behind the scenes type of way does not bode well for you and your playoff run because scared money don't make none. You know, that's just a fact. That's just a fact. Those are just facts falling out of my mouth. Uh, That that quote from Jared Dudley, by the way, came in a tweet from Dave McMenamin, friend of the podcast. So I want to make sure he gets a shout out because Dave McMenamin is a kind and gentle soul. And we like him very much. Speaking of basketball, did you see Hollywood superstar Adam Sandler (laughs) playing pickup basketball today? I saw it on Twitter. And what would what would you say about the clip stood out to you? That that's his uh, attire that he wears when he's just walking around town. I mean, I saw somebody tweet, and it couldn't be more right, that Adam Sandler always manages to be improperly dressed for his situation. <laughs> he always <laughs> finds so a way true. to be like, that's not right. <laughs> because there's very few things you could show up to a basketball court wearing that people would be like, that's not appropriate. Because, like, think about the date thing we talked about, that the tweet viral date thing there was a whole discussion about should you wear gym shorts yes rest in the most peace to that couple of three (laughs) days uh should you wear basketball shorts to a first date and there are people who say yes and there's people who say no should you wear basketball shorts to basketball answer is usually yes no one's going to judge you for that but so adam sandler had to find a new move and that move was yeah well what if i wear basketball shorts with a polo shirt and i show up (laughs) to play basketball in that and the world said Huh. A mullet. He played All in right. a basketball mullet. He oh, had a oh, polo oh, shirt. Don't and be knocking the mullet shorts. though. I'm not knocking a mullet. I'm calling it what it is. I'm calling a mullet a mullet. It was business on top. Okay. Party on the bottom. He wore a collared polo shirt. He was going <laughs> his top half was going golfing. His bottom half was playing basketball. He was also wearing shorts that were extremely baggy like they were from 2005 2006 mm. where all the players had shorts that were past their knees well past like if their adam knees. sandler wants to live there metaphorically in his mind and fashion fashion wise i don't blame him those were good years for adam sandler what would have made bigger headlines this or if he showed up with jersey shorts of a player like tucked in looking like he had a legitimate game to Ooh. play I mean, if you dress like that, you got to be really good. I will yeah. say in the, the clip that I saw, he looked annoyed because he passed the ball and then his teammate missed it, and he did not hide. He looked mad when the kid apparently he three. he drops dimes. I was gonna I, say, I, I, isn't I Adam it. Sandler like he's he likes to play basketball and he plays often from yeah. like just from I what think, I've heard. I think I'm not Baron Davis with Adam Sandler by any means. You're not. Well, didn't no, you run into him at a store once? Oh, that's right. Yeah, we did. You so literally ran into him at a farmer's market. What was he wearing? He, uh, exactly this attire. Yeah, see, that's what that's just not, his everyday not, attire. The shoes, I don't know like enough about sneakers, t-shirt. but the shoes looked expensive. They looked like nice sneakers. So I just I respect so much about Adam Sandler's attire that he just wears what he wants, mm-hmm. doesn't care what anybody else thinks, and he's always ready to ball. I respect that. Yeah, I respect it too. I think Baron Davis tweeted that he's that Adam Sandler can hoop. So 
good for him. Just want to make sure we didn't not mention that for anybody who tunes in for celebrity sports news. That happened. Adam Sandler played basketball. There were a lot of people waiting to have next, but it, what, it good for him. I don't know what the final score was. I'll I'll check with my sources. Are you allowed to brag after the like to your boys like, hey, I crossed over Adam Sandler? Yeah, of course you are. Oh, duh. If and you I'll don't say brag, Adam Sandler would be the first person to say yes to that. Like, I'm here. I'm fully aware that if you that if I stink, you guys are going to tweet about it. So and I don't think it's like braggable though. Why wouldn't it be? I, I think it's braggable on a different level. It's braggable in the way that like if Christina running into him at the farmer's market is a story worth telling actually crossing him up posterizing adam sandler would absolutely be worth telling you're not posterizing saying, yes it's not saying you're the best basketball player ever it's just saying like not only did i run into adam sandler you know i hung i think it's just like a him. fun like party story to throw out there and be like uh yeah. i bet you didn't Travis, you tell a adam lot sandler. of stories that aren't worth telling actually this it is, is. <laughs> now that you say that that's it's a good uh to put on your hinge profile you can oh, throw it on there. Oh, man. I mean, mm. can we spend a day, not today, because we have sports to talk about, but can we break down the things people say on Hinge Profiles? So we'll save it for when, you don't, for when you don't get us a guest. We'll no, save that's it never going to happen again. I'm, it's in the works. I'm a changed <laughs> woman. I've turned over it. So in two weeks, we'll probably have this conversation on a Thursday pod. Because I, saw, I got into an interesting conversation. I watched a couple people complaining about dating apps and the things that people constantly say on them. And I was <laughs> like, man, there's content to be made there. I'm your guy. We can talk days. Just women writing. I love to laugh. And it's like, not me. I hate it. Like, who, what is that? What can, what information that's useful can I glean? Don't get rid of our content now. Let me save it. Yeah, I'll save what I was going to say. Save it for two Thursdays from now or this Thursday if my Hail Mary doesn't come through. Because boy, (laughs) is there a Hail Mary out in the streets. Uh, Sue Bird, shout out to the homie Sue Bird. Entering her 18th season in the WNBA. She's 40 years old. She's the oldest player in the league. And saying all that together sounds mean. I didn't like the way that sounded. Nothing but respect for the queen Sue Bird, who is still Mm -hmm. doing it at an incredibly high level at the age of 40. Those are words we say about people like Tom Brady, but for some reason when it comes to the WNBA, and boy will I not waste my time trying to figure out why, it's just not really seen as that impressive. Sue Bird is an impressive human being top to bottom. She is a great basketball player, a great athlete, a wonderful friend, a kind person. She's smart. She's thoughtful. You love Sue Bird. Whether you know her or don't know her, I'm promising you, you love Sue Bird. Um, During a press conference, you know, WNBA is back. uh, She said that she found out her teammate, uh, Herbert Harrigan, that's her name? Yep. uh, uh, She's 22. She's the same age as her mom. Her quote was, although I found out today, oh my gosh, guys, this is just terrible. I found out today that my new teammate, Kiki, her mom, is my age. We have the same birthday. (laughs) Like, she's 40 the same way I'm 40. She was like, oh, no worries. She's a young mom. And I'm like, she's a mom to my teammate. She's like, she's excited to meet you. And I was like, yeah, she probably wants to, like, hang out and get drinks. We're the same age. That's incredible. It's so funny. It's so funny. I'm not even doing her justice the way she says it. It was just, that must be so, I don't even know. It must be very interesting. It's got to also be difficult in ways that when you want to like hang out with your teammates, you're just living two different lives Yeah. to get to know them. And like, if I was that age, I like, I'm I'll, maybe it's different because I'm not up on like pop culture, but I'd be like so lost in a locker room if I was 40 dealing with 20 year olds. Yeah, but Sue's cool. 
Oh, That's she's awesome. I think that she's it's, a cool mom. It's, <laughs> she's you keep me young. That's it's so. an interesting thing to think about because I remember my dad was joking about it one time where he's like, yeah, the older you get, he said, it's just a weird thing to think about how I am older than every single player in the National mm-hmm. Football League. Mm-hmm. He's like, I watch these games every weekend and it's it's just an odd thing to realize I am older than all of them. It's, the, it's something that happens around your 30s, a couple years before or a couple years after where you start to watch sports and you're, you're, you're bringing the same energy you've always brought if you're a lifelong sports fan. When suddenly a story comes out and it usually happens when a player that you know, a famous player that maybe is just out of the league or is just about to be out of the league, their son it's starts making headlines. <laughs> and you're like... Uh, what? I don't want to do this. Can we stop? Can we just stop the train for a second? Because this is going too far. Why is that one playing? And we're hearing, how old is he? He's got to be like six. And then you're like, oh, he's he's 17. All right. So he's coming in. Okay. Yeah, like if you're a famous athlete, you can't name your kid after you because then it may, it's even worse when it's Patrick Sertan the second. Like, oh, oh my God. It's just a con- that junior is a constant reminder of like, like we, we get it. We get Not it. the one you grew up with. It's a new, it's the next generation's version. It's the new of that. fresh one. Oy, and I know that brings a whole wealth of issues for the actual children. I'm not saying that our problem with it is the biggest, but that oh, moment. I think it's bigger. Everyone's ha- of course you do. Everyone's had that moment. I've watched it happen on Twitter many times where a bunch of people are like, sorry, coming to grips with my own age because the child of this player is now doing well on a basketball team. Ah, it's tough. So be- because it's such a it's such a strange thing as a fan to like realize like I'm getting older and these players just they're getting younger. So it's just, it's such an odd thing. I can only imagine Sue Bird being like, oh, man. yeah, I'm just, uh, here I am. But Kiki's mom, if you know what's good for you, absolutely use this. Use your daughter to become oh, friends with Sue Bird and, and just that's, be chill about it. Mission. Just be chill about it. Just be like, it's super impressive that you do this. I barely go to Pilates on Saturdays. Like it just, make sure you, it just use it because you will get the coolest friend uh, out of the deal. And that would be, pretty sweet but I also don't blame (laughs) Sue if she finds reasons to cancel plans with her teammates mom because it would be a reminder that she is the age of her teammates mom I see both sides I absolutely see both sides shout out to the homie Sue Bird uh Sabrina Ionescu she plays for the New York Liberty the WNBA season started on Friday and in their first game of the season uh she hit a game-winning three-pointer buzzer beater it was incredible uh it lifted them up over the indiana fever they won 90 to 87 what a player she is it's her fourth game she got injured last season correct yep uh, it was impressive impressive and she also arrived at the game wearing a kobe jersey in honor of him because he's being inducted into the hall of fame all around great story she's just so calm cool she's she's such a she is such a role model in every sense of the word she is because she is so she's just so awesome <laughs> and everything also, I wish she my does last and... name i just genuinely wish my last name was that fun to say it, like, is, a, Yonescu, it is fun to say. It's like oh it's just nolan it stinks but anyway shout out her shout out to the wmba uh shout out to monica mcnutt a, a new friend of mine who i've been working hq with she was on the coverage this weekend fantastic she's a blast and we love her uh, so probably upcoming Thursday episode, if we're being honest. But maybe Ooh, she'll reschedule love it and the teaser. We'll end up talking about Hinge instead. Until she says that I'm not available because I'm calling a game. And Until she we says talk I'm not about available because I'm busy. Yeah, why are you thinking I'm not busy? Everybody's busy, including the NFL. They, they're they just like me. 
in the sense that they have trouble with their schedule. Um, the trouble with the schedule <laughs> is that I'm sure you'll remember, but I'll remind you anyway, the NFL has expanded the regular season to 17 games. Obviously, players aren't that happy about this, but you know who else isn't that happy about it would be fantasy football people, who I still identify as a member of that group, though I took last year off, which I still stand by. I was nervous that COVID was going to mess up my season and it was going to frustrate me. I won the season before. So, so you opted out? I took a season off. I opted out. Like many members of the New England Patriots, I was just like, it's fair. You got to worry about your safety first. Yeah, like the season's not for me. Simply Safe taught me, if they taught me anything, it's that my safety is a priority and getting phone calls from people I care about is also important. You can't be asking your team to go out there and play if you aren't. Exactly. So, uh, also, Tom Brady probably had something to do with it. I don't know. I was hurt. I was hurt. I was in my feelings. But when the expansion to 17 games happened, the NFL decided that week 14 would be the last bye week. And the problem with that, uh, as our old friend Pete King, not Peter, just regular old Pete, Pistol Pete, Pistol Pete King pointed out uh, that that's the first week of the playoffs, week 14. And so uh, what they're saying is that the the ESPN leagues will likely apply a cumulative approach to that postseason round with the game stretching over two weeks and eight quarters. That sounds like a huge pain in the butt for me. Basically, the problem is bye weeks throughout the fantasy football season you can account for. But in those playoffs starting in week 14, because they have to do the playoffs of the – this is for anyone who doesn't know fantasy football. You have to do the playoffs before the playoffs happen because you may have a guy on a team who puts up a lot of numbers, but he's not going to make it to the playoffs. And so your team would be completely different if the playoffs started while you were in your fantasy football playoffs. I know there's leagues that do it differently. We're just kind of talking about the general – consensus and so now if there's a bye week that goes up to 14 and you've got a guy that you can't count on to play for you in the playoffs let's say like you're running back uh because they have a bye week that's going to be tough and so they're going to make it cumulative and maybe make it two weeks that count as one score or push it back or push the start back of the playoffs a week which i think i would do which seems like the simplest way to fix it. Yeah, that seems like that's but the, the it was there way. for a reason, you know? It was there so you could get it out of the way before the playoffs started. And I mean, yeah. but look, there was always issues with sometimes there were teams who got in and then didn't start their guys anyway. So there's always yeah, been Yeah, all of a sudden Peyton Manning's on the bench on the final week. Yeah. There's always been stuff you have to account for. I think what people need to remember, and boy, do they not like being reminded of this, it's that fantasy football is a secondary market to the original market, which is football. (laughs) And while I think it's important for people who play the actual game or run the actual sport to understand that a large portion of their audience are fantasy football players, I don't think that it would make a lot of sense to give them that much credit that you would make decisions differently for your league, I'm not saying I support a 17-game season. I'm I'm just saying that I don't think the NFL probably wondered how this would affect fantasy football playoffs. 100% they didn't even think about it. I think they knew about it and did it on purpose. Well, if that's the case, that would be a real problem. Because then it would show contempt for your audience, which nobody wants. You can't be like, we don't care about you. Fantasy football... Everybody's got their opinions. Some people say that it makes kids not like teams as much as they used to, and maybe that's true, but I also think it gets a lot of people interested in more games than just their team's game. It's made things like uh, oh, Red Zone or the um, the DirecTV package, whatever that's called. Game, game, pack, game, what's it called? Sunday Ticket. Thank you. It's made things like Sunday Ticket more valuable, and it's made more people want those things because they've got more on the line. So there, there is a true value to them. But if a fan says you don't care about it, they say, but we just gave you an extra week of football. 
Yeah, and that's you're right. That is how the NFL thinks of it. But I'm not I'm saying I think that's probably not a good approach towards your fandom in the long run. But I will agree that I don't think it should uh, affect them making decisions like this. But it is something if you work for the NFL uh, to consider ways in which you can, I don't know, just think about it. Uh, we're going to get to more news in a second. But today's podcast also brought to you by Brooklinen, the sheet people. That's me saying that. That's not their slogan. So, Travis, how do you want me to tell them about these huge pieces of sheet? Summer is here. So um, as if you're a lifeguard yelling at kids who won't listen I've to you. I've never once. I've never once even dabbled in life guardianship, but let's try it. But I have a feeling you were on the other end. No, I don't. I don't. I don't think I've swam in many public pools. Not for any reason other than just I. I don't go out. You know. Oh. Even before the whole pandemic, it was kind of like a kid staying in. No, I would. <laughs> uh, my aunt had a pool for a while. My best friend growing up had an above ground pool, which was you know good enough for what i needed it for then but i mean if i could have landed a friend with an in-ground pool i really would have been in making it you know should have been my friend ah never gonna happen um let me just <clears throat> get into character here <sighs> that's my whistle oh that's good <laughs> If your everyday has started to feel ordinary, transform it into something magical by upgrading your bedding, loungewear, towels, robes. Step into the new season in style and comfort and get it all from one place. Brooklinen. Okay? Hey, no running. Brooklinen was started to create beautiful, high-quality home essentials that don't cost an arm and a leg. God. <laughs> Excuse me, Brooklinen. Works directly with manufacturers to make luxury available directly to you without the luxury level markup. So you get their amazing array of products at a reasonable price. I'm not asking for much here. I hate this job. Oh, man. Hey, you, Brooklinen, has something for every comfort need. Uh, for your every comfort need. Ideal for a seasonal refresh because they're launching new products, colors, patterns all the time. I've seen the colors and patterns you bring in here. It's time for a refresh. Okay? Got my eyes on you. Got eyes in the back of my head, too. So don't try anything. I'm talking buttery, soft, and breathable sheets, okay? <laughs> Plush, absorbent towels, cozy robes, comfy lounge where you want to put on and never take off. Is anybody listening to me? You over there in the blue trunks, give yourself the comfort refresh you deserve and get it for less at Brooklinen. Go to brooklinen.com. It's promo code sports. That's promo code sports. That's a great promo code. I can't believe we got that. That's awesome. Somebody might use that by accident. Makes us look good. Sorry. Going off book. $20 off with a minimum purchase of $100. That's B-R-O-O-K-L-I-N-E-N.com. And enter promo code SPORTS for $20 off with a minimum purchase of $100. That's great. There's poop in the pool. Everybody out. There's poop in the pool. <laughs> and scene. That's me as a lifeguard. Thank you. Thank you. The headline on this next story Travis wrote is, there's a place in hell for this guy. Does it give me the information I need to discuss it with you? No. Does sure it give does me it. a feeling that makes me want to know more about it? Sure does. Uh, here's what happened. First of all, I need you to tell me how to say the name of this school because I don't know. It's Austin P. I think it's uh, Wontarius. Austin, no, Austin P. Like a like urine. You yeah. don't, the, the Y is just there for show. Yeah, because, yeah, and their chant is, let's go pee. 
Let's go that's pee. Great. Oh, Austin that's fantastic. A why is that even there? Um. So anyway, this guy who was a, a DB at Austin P. I mean, so many letters happening. Uh, the DBP, um, Wontarius Bryant, he uh, received a text offering that was supposedly from Falcons defensive coordinator Dean Pease. And you see the P connection, so you totally understand. Uh, he got a text saying he'd been offered a minicamp tryout. And so he was super thrilled. He spoke to the student newspaper at Austin P. He was like, my heart was just racing. I was filled with joy and relieved just because I'm able to get an opportunity. The first thing I did was call my parents and tell my fiance because they've been in my corner the whole time that I've been going through this and staying in my ear telling me not to give up. And so then on Monday, because nope. uh, we're start What? You already missed part of it. No, I know. I'm going back to that. I'm telling the story in the correct order, not the order you put it in the document. <laughs> Ooh. So he shows up to the tryout, goes to Atlanta, on Monday, correct? He shows up in, to participate in the hub football camp. No. 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 What? That's the same. Th- what are you talking about? No, no. So he thought he That's had a separate. The, on Monday, this is an update. That's to... updated. Okay, fine. So he goes down to mini camp to what he thinks is his mini camp tryout and come to find out it was a person impersonating the Falcons defensive coordinator. So it was not real. Um I'm having a hard time finding the silver lining in this story. It's such a bummer to hear him be like, I called the people I love. I told them I got a shot. And then meanwhile, it was a very mean and hurtful so prank. So the, the silver lining is that final That's not good enough here. for me. But the silver lining apparently is on Monday. Bryant was among the players invited to participate in the Hub football camp, which was founded by agent Don Yee. Representatives of NFL teams, including the Falcons, are scheduled to be in attendance at the event, which will take place in San Diego. Sorry about this plane flying directly above my apartment. Uh, will take place in San Diego on Sunday. So he's got a – he's going to be at this camp where a bunch of NFL representatives will be, where he may potentially get – the chance that he was promised, which stinks. And this is why, folks, I hate April Fool's Day. I understand that it's not April Fool's Day, but this feeling I have right now for Wontarius Bryant is the feeling I have on April Fool. It's just an entire day devoted to lying to people. It's just mean. For what? It's, it's, it's mean. It's just a mean prank. Well, it's also, at least with April Fool's, if done correctly, it's someone that, like, a loved one and it's, if it's a fun, practical joke. If done correctly, but a lot of people use it as a pass. But this, to just this lie. But you don't go up to like on April Fools. You're not just like fooling like people you don't know. Yeah. And this jack wagon just jack wagon. Love it. Love. Decides that, that he wants just, to reserve a spot in hell and I just impersonate don't understand. Say hi to like, Bryles, you know. I just don't understand what was the point of this and what's the point of of doing like why. There is no point to reaching out to this poor kid and promising him something that's just not true. And then it's just mean. Why? I want to know why. Conspiracy theory. Because I hope Wontarius puts his, Wontarius should put his number out there on social media. I don't think that's ever a good idea. Wontarius, if you're listening, which you're not, please don't take that advice. Do not give your number out to the internet. No, 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 no. Put out the person that. Oh, the number of the catfish. Oh, it was probably yeah, a Google yeah, yeah. voice. It was probably like a one-time use. It happens. I get texts all the time for people that are not actual people. Uh, Were the dot was the message blue or green, Montarius? Mm, good question. A very good question. That'll narrow it down. Did they have an iPhone or no? If the I'm hesitant yes. when I get if I get a number and it's green, I'm like, mm. 
Yeah. Well, uh, most people feel that way whenever they get a text from a message that they don't, a number that they don't know. Conspiracy theory, because that's what you do when you don't want to accept, when you're confronted with how cruel and mean humans can be. You're like, there's got to be a better explanation. So conspiracy theory, Dean Pease texted the wrong guy and then was like, oh, I didn't text you that. Yeah, and then you're like too far in and you're like, oh, yeah, I send out the now. text to a wrong person. And then yeah, you're but like, then you'll be like, whose number is this? Yeah, so maybe that's not what happened. Maybe what actually happened is actually the simplest explanation, which is that people are just mean and cruel sometimes. Occam's razor. Yep, and they want to, uh, they like to cut down. It's tall poppy syndrome or whatever. But you know what? Thoughts and also prayers with Wontarius Bryant. I hope that he gets his shot. And look, adversity is bad, but it can also be the thing that propels you to greatness. And so I hope that the latter is what happens to you. And uh, we wish you all the best of luck. And hopefully in a week we've got an updated story where uh, he has a job. And then, you know, I expect all those people who got mad about a woman kicking in college football saying that she just got some sort of a handout from wokeness uh, to say the same thing about Wontarius Bryant, who just must have gotten a handout because teams felt bad. Oh, just kidding. That won't happen. And it shouldn't happen, but it shouldn't happen for women either. But I digress. The Detroit Lions, it says here, are getting a real lion, but there's a question mark at the end of the headline. Travis, are they getting a lion or not? It feels important. <laughs> I'm intrigued. Gonna, they're not, they're not going to get one. I mean, you wrote Detroit Lions I mean, to get a real lion. If you don't want me to believe mark. that, then change. Yeah, so I'm well, asking if you, don't you want the me to question. question it. I'm asking you the question, I, I Travis. Are they are, getting a lion? Dan- Why, where's the story coming from? Give me the download. Give me the four so, one. Dan Campbell was on part of my take and was saying that uh, he wants to get a lion. And he, he wants a pet lion. Yeah, and he said he'll really be my pet. We'll just walk around the building. We'll go out to practice. We're in on seven on seven. Like, I think you know what? Not to be a cop, not to be the cop of the podcast, but from the way the flippancy with which he's treating the ownership of this lion, I don't think we should legally allow Dan Campbell to have a lion. I'm not familiar. I'm not familiar with the local laws, so I don't know if it is already illegal. But if it's not specifically Dan Campbell, I'd like to make it illegal because I don't think you should be bringing a lion to walk around a building or to go out to practice or to be in seven on seven. To me, no, he, and he's maybe that's just my opinion. This like it's just his dog. Like he's bringing yeah. his dog to practice. Yeah. yeah, it doesn't seem right to me. I do think though that every company, team, whatever should have a pet dog that just roams the hallways at your office or whatever. Remember that. the hard knock season with the Browns when yeah. they had that big dog yes. that would walk around through the office? It was and so then, cute. At nighttime, you know, you could take it home one night, another person, like, you bring it back in oh, the next day. Well, and now I feel like we're, yeah, like, I feel like we're in kindergarten and it's a total. Yeah. I don't know if that's a good idea. I think yeah, it would so be. It's I, like the class, the class hamster and everybody gets to take a turn on the weekend. That's how you end up with an Oscar eating its own poop. You can't give that thing, <laughs> mold, you can't put an animal in foster care like that. But you think gotta about it. give it a permanent home. It would boost employee morale at Maybe. every company. Maybe a lot. You know what, Travis? I don't like saying the sentence out loud. It's a truth about the universe that I'm uncomfortable with. But there are people out there who don't like dogs. Well, then they should be unemployed. Wow. A strong, oh, I'm kidding. A strong I'm kidding. Take. I just. He's I, not kidding. He's not kidding. Awful announcement. Write the say. headline. Write the headline. Katie's Katie Nolan's producer slash recent guest on Lauer after hour or and or hours. And Travis co-host. Rockhold. Uh, famously unsmizing face covered selfie haver uh, says that people who don't like dogs should remain unemployed for the entirety of their lives. You can put some of that in quotes because he said it, but you can embellish because I've noticed in the news media that's a thing you can. And then also think about how many dogs in shelters would have a home now. 
Yeah. All right. True. Okay. I mean, that's okay. Uh, so the that the story there was the Detroit Lions coach made a joke about wanting a lion, but in making that said joke showed that he does not have the responsibility to do so. All I know is Dan Campbell was talking about like eating some kneecaps. Like if you have a lion, you're just gonna get a person eaten. Like gone. Dan Campbell shouldn't be allowed to have a lion because he advocated to go full army hammer at the beginning of the season. He was like, we're going to eat you. We're going to eat your kneecaps. And it was just like, coach, what's up? What are we doing? Like, guy like that had a lion. We all remember. I, I know it feels like seven years ago, but a short year ago, we all watched Tiger King. Uh, you don't give a guy like that a lion. Uh, things get out of hand. So I would say. I'm okay and, with tackling a, a player coach, but I, I, I'm not going to yeah. bite his kneecap. Is that okay? Would you bite, would you bite a lion's kneecaps? No. No? You had to think about it? Uh, no, I, I, there was no thinking. It was just. I mean, you shocked, pause. Yes, do, lion, do lions have? Kneecaps? Yeah, do they have kneecaps? Up, oh, Dan Campbell kneecaps the Detroit Lions' new head coach <laughs> is the thing that comes up. What non-human? Here's a here's an ask Reddit. What non-human animals have kneecaps? Uh, so dogs do. Dogs have kneecaps, along with most other mammals and probably lots of other animals too. See, sometimes you can't trust Reddit. The patella serves a few purposes, but the most important is to increase the mechanical advantage, parentheses, leverage, of the quadriceps muscles. Knee extension is the strongest human movement, and that is in part due to the kneecap moving the line of action of the quadriceps muscles. I fell asleep halfway through the sentence. This is a lot. Further I... away from the center of rotation of your knee joint. Let's just move to the next story. Yeah. All right. Dan Campbell, you're not getting a lion. Dan Campbell, People... no lion for you. Sorry. Did I Everybody skip the like NHL dogs. playoffs? Did I skip it? Was that supposed to be in the first? It was. Sure uh, did. We should talk about them now because I'm like, we're getting into whether the Detroit Lions need a lion. Actually, before I do that, Rose Lavelle and Sam Mewis are coming back to the NWSL. They left in 2020. In August, they went to Manchester City. Uh, when they got there, they helped lead the uh, the team to its third FA Cup trophy in the last four seasons. Mewis scored in the final Um Rose, shout out Rose Lavelle, uh, dealt with injuries while she was over there. She's 26. She only started three games, uh, but she did score on Sunday in her final appearance for the club. They're coming back. So Sam Mewis is going to the Courage. She was 2020 U.S. Soccer Female Player of the Year. Um, she came back. She's back to the Courage, and she just signed a two-year contract. So she's there through the 2023 season. Rose Lavelle's going to play for the for OL Reign. Uh, they acquired her rights from the Washington Spirit back in August. Um, the OL Reign? That's right. Where's, oh, well, where's that team oh, located well, at? That's in Washington State. So she was at Washington Spirit, which is the D.C. team, and now she's playing O.L. Rain. O.L.'s like the company that uh, owns them. Gotcha. Gotcha. So takes that's where of, Megan Rapino plays. Uh, takes a lot of courage for her to come back. Travis, it's I, got, I get it. I see it. But I don't respect it, and I won't laugh at it. <laughs> Uh, what else? Anything about that that matters? Not really. Oh, yeah. Uh, Abby Dahlkemper's staying there. She's staying in City. She left the Courage for City in January. Uh, she's on a two and a half year deal. So she, Dahlkemper, is staying there. They are coming back. So that's just news. NWSL season's back. Find a team. Support them. Watch them wherever you can. It's kind of a rite of passage when you watch the NWSL to spend the first 30 minutes of the first game you try to watch trying to find it somewhere. So enjoy that. Uh, Google is your friend. It's like Netflix. Yeah. It, you'll you'll get it eventually, and boy, will it be rewarding when you do. Um, the NHL playoffs are happening. 
the Bruins kicked it off against the Washington Capitals on what was that Saturday? The days all blur yeah. together when Dan leaves on Thursdays. I have like three Thursday, three Saturdays, a Friday and a Sunday. Capitals played the Bruins. Uh, the Capitals won three two in overtime. So that series is why are you clapping? What does that team matter to you in some way? Or are you just clapping at the loss of my team? I'm a big fan of Ovechkin. Oh, okay. You and everybody else. Uh, the Caps big have fan a of Tom Wilson. The Caps have a rookie goalie, um, and even then, he left in the first period with a lower body injury. I think he hurt his left leg. Uh, DeBrusque sniped a goal in to tie it up 1-1, and in trying to save that puck, he was A, unsuccessful, but B, injured. So he left, their rookie goalie. They used Craig Anderson, who had two regular season starts. Um, That was their backup, and now they're wondering if they have to go find another backup uh, Ilya Samsonov is off the COVID list. He came off on Saturday. He was on it for 11 days, so he's not necessarily warm and ready to go, but they need a backup for their backup. They've got some other options. But the thing is that the Bruins failed to take advantage of that at all. They did not put pucks on nets. The second line combined for four shots on goal when they were at full strength. Four. That's not good. So it's five on five. They shot four times at the net. Which is frustrating. Uh, Boston's coach does not play matchups. He thinks it's bad for momentum or something. And so instead of being like, man, Ovechkin's really having an easy time with the defenders we keep putting on him, we should change that up. He doesn't do that. So whether or not that will affect the team, I guess we'll find out together. Um, Taylor Hall, who when he was signed, I was like, I actually feel good about this, even though he was a guy who showed a lot of promise and then it kind of faded off. Um I could see him having a resurgence in Boston. He, since he's been here, has seemed to maybe be ready to do that. Uh, he ha- he drew two tripping penalties, so he had a decent game, but he didn't really shoot a lot at the net. And it, I just want the Bruins to score more goals. So if I could give you guys <laughs> any advice going into the next game, which is in a couple hours, score more goals, put the puck on the net. Put bodies Score on more, bodies. Win, win let's more. go. Like, let's go. Get it done. Because the way that Cassidy has this team structured requires everybody to be at their best in order to succeed. And so I'm going to, I hate to ask this of you, but be your best. Okay? I'd like to see a playoff win here. Question for you. Sure. What kind of fan are you? Are you on the edge of the seat? Are you relaxed? Are you yelling? Are you cussing? Are you well, quiet? I have been, I have not been shy about the fact that my relationship with sports has changed in the last year. The one sport my relationship with will never really change is hockey in the sense that when I'm watching it, I'm watching it. You know what I mean? Like hockey is what I grew up around. The sounds like of it down, are familiar focused. to me. Yeah. The the sounds of it are like what were the background music of my childhood. It's uh, nostalgic. Yeah. Exactly. So it's like it matters to me. And I also know that like my brother's going to be a pain in the ass to deal with if the Bruins get worked because it really matters to him and we play a lot of video games and he just will disappear if the Bruins embarrass themselves in the first I think you should live tweet during the game I know I used to here's the thing I'm respectful of hockey fans in the sense that I stepped away for a while because I worked at networks that didn't tend to care as much about hockey and it I was not incentive when I started having to care about every team in every league and cover sports like that I had some things had to go by the wayside and like I watched a couple Bruins games, but I didn't watch nearly as many as I used to. And so I don't uh, purport to be a person who's like, I've been here the whole time because it's disrespectful. So I don't tweet about it during the season because there's a lot of people who have been doing that forever. And I think that they're good at it. But maybe if something funny happens, I'll say something. But usually it's just like, ooh, that goal upset me. Hashtag Bruins. It's not 
you know. And then also when you tweet about sports or anything that you're watching in the moment, every all of my replies will be like, how are you watching that when this is on? And I spent the first few years of my career defending hockey against ba- uh, basketball in terms of playoffs. And uh, I've made my case, and I don't feel like I have to make it anymore. But I will just say, say I have twenty TVs on my wall. I'm watching everything. Yeah, right. And they'll then they'll, you know, yell at how much money I make. I got two TVs in two different rooms. I'm an average person whose house is a mess. Accept it. But please do <laughs> know how many of these games went to overtime because that is the best argument for the NHL playoffs being my favorite playoff. There's nothing better than They're, overtime hockey in the playoffs. It's so good. It's so good. There's it, Anybody truly could win, um, and it's exciting. So their next game, I believe, is tonight, but I shouldn't even mention that because I don't know when everyone else's next game is, so that's not going to be consistent throughout the segment. The Islanders and the Penguins, that series is uh, the Islanders are up. They won 4-3 in OT. I believe that was yesterday. So they're up one. Most of these games, every series I'm talking about has had one game as of at time of recording. A bunch of them have not had any. Nobody's at their second game already. Um, the Islanders were the Islanders in this game. They were imperfect, but somehow successful. They kind of uh, slipped and stumbled their way into a win. So Stephen uh, A. went to visit them for vacation? Yes, that's right. Okay. He was one Gave of them. Gave him a pep them. talk. It's actually, he was one of them for a week. Gotcha. Now he has left the islands. Perfect. Um, look, the Islanders' way of doing things, for all of its chaos, got them to the Eastern Conference Finals last year. So uh, also kind of similar that they had like a deadline acquisition that ended up making a big deal for them. This year it was Kyle Palmieri. He scored the first goal and an overtime goal. Uh, Malkin is out for the Penguins, which is going to be a big deal. He's got a knee. He has an, his right knee. We, well, they all have unquote. knees. Yes, that's right, because they're Lions. I don't think penguins have knees. No penguins. Honestly. Yeah, I don't. Can you Google it while I talk? Do penguins have knees? <laughs> um, the His knee is ailing. We don't know if he'll be back for game two, but that's something to keep in. Actually, they may have made an announcement today that I missed. So will he or won't he? Who's to say? Maybe Google. Um, yep, they've got knees. Penguins have knees? Yep, but yes, penguins do have knees. A penguin's leg is composed of a short femur, knee, tibia, fibula. Uh, The penguins need to score goals. It's The penguins have a similar struggle. It's going to sound a lot similar to the Bruins' struggle. they got to score goals. Uh, They've lost seven out of their last eight playoff games since 2019. Wasn't great to start. They just got to score more. You know, they put three up. It went to OT, but they're dominating possession early in the game, but they're not converting that to goals. So it's like they've got to put it together. And make it happen. This is this is top notch hockey coverage. The I mean I don't know why they're not having you on ESPN to break this I mean, stuff down. I wonder it every day. It's why I don't sleep at night. The Minnesota Wild is playing the Las Vegas Golden Knights. Game one was in Vegas. The Wild won one nothing in OT. Uh, Minnesota's goalie Cam Talbot, incredible fifth career Stood shutout in the head. playoffs. What's up? Stood on his head. Sure did as he sips his wine. It was his fifth career shutout in the playoffs. Uh, I mean, he's just cool, calm, collected. Incredible. They the uh, Vegas looked really strong. They also did well with time of possession. They outshot Minnesota. Uh, 29 scoring chances, 42 shots on goal, no goals. That's Cam Talbot is very, very good. Marc-Andre Fleury for the, for the um, Golden Knights, also very good. This is the goaltending in this series is strong. 
Um, not. I'm impressed with all of this. Are you? Yeah, I'm, I'm serious. Okay. Um, You're name dropping. Travis, I like sports, bud. I just don't <laughs> like them this year. It's I didn't been expect a tough this year detailed of. The I love playoffs. hockey. Hockey's exciting. I, I'm, I'm all for it. I'm not. This isn't a, a bashing or critique. As Travis will remember, yeah, I know it's like a compliment that hurts. Uh, as Travis will recall, last season, um, the Golden Knights' season ended because they couldn't score. So, of all the ways for their uh, playoffs to start. Going scoreless in an overtime game, not great. And so again, this I sound like a sound like a broken record here. You guys gonna want to put shots on net and turn those shots into goals. Uh, but at least they're putting the shots on net. You know. Wish I could say the same for the Bruins. The Tampa Bay Lightning are playing the Florida Panthers in the Florida Invitational. And that uh, game was intense. A crazy game, an instant classic. There were four. Oh, let me just tell you that the Lightning won five four that series again, one nothing, uh, with Tampa Bay up. There are four lead changes. There, it's one of only four playoff games in NHL history that has had four lead changes in the game. Uh, I was rooting for overtime in that one. I know we all were. Five four. Anytime you see a, a playoff game that had five goals, you got to catch the highlight reel. Kucherov, uh, who plays for Tampa Bay, made a season debut in this game. Season debut. A lot of questions. He had hip surgery in December. Don't quote me on that. And uh, and so he was coming back. This was his debut. A lot of question marks, like I said. Two power play goals. And then he set up Braden Point for, I believe, the tying goal of the game. He was clutch. Absolutely clutch. And uh, a fun story in The Athletic showed me that he set up synthetic ice at his house uh, so that he could practice, keep his hands warm while his hip was cool. You know, that's what the kids say. Uh, his hips don't lie, but they, the truth they were telling was painful, you know, truth hurts. So, uh, anyway, when I heard synthetic ice, I was just like, what, what? Sounds like a drug. Just what if it were just, but ice is just frozen water. So what about it? I don't know. Playing hockey in Florida must be difficult. So I, I won't pretend to understand the struggle. Um, but the Panthers are hungry, man. They want it. They want it. Can they get it? I don't know. But something I noticed in this game that I really appreciated, crowds are back somewhat. There was just over, I want to say, 9,500 people. It was like 96-something were at this game. And uh, and it was Panthers fans. And they were very, very loud and very excited and then got very silent as the game went on. And I feel like whoever was running the board on the fake crowd noise um, during COVID when it was at its – hardest and nobody could come they didn't ever really capture that they didn't ever capture the like oh fans would be leaving fans would not be cheering as much it wasn't as which obviously they couldn't have it's very difficult but I did miss the like ooh, the building is eerily quiet now um so shout out to fans upcoming games that we have series that I haven't mentioned yet the Nashville Predators are playing the Carolina Hurricanes the St. Louis Blues are playing the Colorado Avalanche both of those games are Will have happened by the time you listen to this podcast. They happened on Monday. Uh, on Wednesday, the Winnipeg Jets are playing the Edmonton Oilers. And on Thursday, we have the Canadians, boo, playing the Maple Leafs. So those are your hockey matchups, folks. If you were looking for an entry point to hockey, this is it. Catch a game. Uh, if you want a lot of goals, you know, maybe check out the the Panthers-Tampa Bay series. That seems like a strong one. Penguins. Don't watch the Bruins. Um, if you're looking for impressive saves, you could check out, you know, that other series. There's something for everybody. Watch hockey. Try it. Try it. 
You don't have Hockey's to fully fun. understand it. Just try it. It's passionate. There's a lot of passion and, and yelling. And sometimes some fighting because you know what? It happens in life. So that's hockey. It's happening. Um, Travis, you're the most fired up about this last story, so I'm going to let you tell it. Talking well, softball, talk softball, folks. We're talking softball, talk folks. S- I know, but we got to do it quick. But yes, I do want to mention this because, duh, I love softball. Right, ahead, so the Travis. SEC uh, tournament was this weekend, and Montana Fouts for Alabama was on fire. She broke a record for, or she uh, she broke the record for most strikeouts in SEC championship game. She tied it, I think. As she well, she tied the record for most strikeouts in a single SEC tournament game in the quarterfinals with fifteen. The semifinals, she struck out thirteen. She was just unhittable. In one game, she struck out everybody in the lineup at least once. Damn. Wow. I mean, same. I can totally relate. And so now the tournament starts with the regionals. Not sure the exact date, though, but I am stoked. Softball is one of my favorite sports to watch. Baseball, you don't you don't get TV time. Ooh, Sit it out. Wow. Spice. Now, this now, is can, a hot take I yeah, can get tell behind. me why. Let's no, hear more. Because it's, it's boring and slow. It's pitch swing for the fences they do take or miss time. They do take throw the ball time. back in and here it's you've got they're, they're slapping they're moving around there's it's constant action I mean, bunts being like laid down bunting he doesn't mean slapping like they're not walking around yeah slapping they're not walking around slapping it's not wwe like i look like bam is really good at it where they'll just put the ball just beat the ball into the ground and it bounced really high and just then the run to first before it is fast softball feels very fast when you watch it on tv it's awesome they just let them play nine innings let's not not this nonsense of seven let's i want more are they still uh, i haven't watched softball in a while are they still is there still a wide range of windups on the pitchers from each team there's are there girls who do slingshot or are they all windmill Sorry, women. I didn't mean to say girls. I'm relating to when I was in high school and there were girls, but now they're women. It's pretty much all unmill. Whenever I could we be had a pitcher that, that had that shot slingshot, so there was two ways you could do it. It's all underhand, obviously. You could either bring your arm back and then fire it forward, or oh, yeah, it's you all could windmill. windmill your arm. Yeah, uh, because the torque and everything. There was this girl There were for... arguments to be made for both, because I saw some nasty slingshot pitchers who would bring their arm way further back than you ever thought you could, and they would use their <laughs> upper body coming back up and their hips coming through to snap that thing off their fingers. So don't disparage slingshot pitchers. I just know that many, most... Uh, One last thing, honorable mention, Ashley Rogers for Tennessee. In two games, she threw... She had 294 pitches and two victories... It was just amazing to see her going out there and throw that many pitches in two games. 14 innings, 294 pitches. Yeah, it's almost like uh, the sport figured out a way that puts a lot less pressure on your arm. A lot of pressure still, but less pressure than doing it overhand. Yeah, so watch like softball, people. smarter way to play the sport. <laughs> You'll thank me like most things I say. What do, what do I know? Yeah, it's awesome. Watching softball is awesome. And also just seeing like the passion that they have for it. And and if I may, Montana Fouts, that's like a top 10 name. That's a great name. Oh, easily. Montana? Fantastic. So shout out to your parents, I guess, or whoever named you. Uh, I think we have time for one more voicemail. But before we do that, podcast is also brought to you by my dear friends. My dear friends, William and Mary. Married forever. Um, just an ideal couple, you know? So, Travis, how do you want me to tell them about my friends? As if you're on a reality show and you have to go do a confessional. 
today's business education needs to be more than just innovative, you know? It should bring a proven legacy of success, a focus on practical outcomes, and a modern hands-on approach. And I know a lot of people don't do that, but William and Mary do. It's just the truth. Sorry, not afraid to say it. William and Mary's Mason (laughs) School of Business applies these strengths to provide the foundation necessary to help you succeed. And I'm sorry. I'm sorry that that's the way it is. And I'm sorry that you don't like it, but you have to face the facts. Whether you're seeking online, part-time, or traditional full-time graduate education, William & Mary brings the expertise necessary to ensure your success. And not a lot of schools are doing that. William & Mary are doing that. And I'm not even that close with them, so you can take what I'm saying as true. I'm just an impartial observer, and that's the end of that. But I'm going to keep talking. Visit wmbusiness.info to learn more about William & Mary's MBA and specialized master's programs. William & Mary's Raymond A. Mason School of Business. It's driven by innovation and it's defined by progress. Okay? While we're talking confessionals, which we aren't, but I'm going to say this anyway, uh, Kate had one of my favorites when she did the fonts. When she was like, look, when people talk and say things, people are fonts. I, and they cut to her and she's holding up a piece of paper that says Kate, Times New Roman. She's like, I am Times New Roman. Classic. The standard. Uh, (laughs) It's not too fancy, but you can take it seriously. And then she's like, uh, oh God, what was that girl's name? I already forget the other woman's name that she was talking about, but she, Amy. Amy, and they cut to her again and she's holding it up. She's like, Amy's Comic Sans. It's goofy (laughs) and nobody can take it seriously. It was just a good bit. She brought a really good bit and I appreciate it. And I'm also, yeah, maybe I am stalling while I try to pull up the voicemail because it's time for me to play a voicemail. Hi, Katie, Travis, and Christina. Hi. Sam from Lee, Massachusetts. And Michaela from Beckett, Massachusetts. And we are driving across the country and we called asking about car games, but we realized that is not the best question we can ask. The best question we can ask is do you guys, as experienced travelers, have any travel tips for two young people who haven't really done any trip of this size before? Thanks. Love you, mean it. Man, Love what a... Oh, I wasn't... They weren't done. I cut her off. Let me go back. I cut Michaela off. She was saying it. She also said it. Hold on. Thanks. Love you, mean it. Love you, mean it. Oh, I love you both, and I mean it. Lee, I mean <laughs> Sam and Michaela. Um, Get their name right. You know what, Travis? Zip it. <laughs> Zip it. Um, Massachusetts. <laughs> made, made my day. I appreciate Massachusetts. I don't think I've ever made a cross-country road trip. I've I haven't either. From, I've driven from Texas to Ohio. and that's, You've gone the furthest. That's what, 13 I, hours? I did that with my brother and his three kids, which was miserable. And I've done oh, Ohio. How, how long of a drive was it? Long. The long like, well, and one of them was an on in, one of them was an infant, like like handing no. it, like Travis, having to hold the bottle. No. That that is your origin story. That's why you are the way you are. <laughs> and That'll then, change any man. That's so true. I've made mo- I've made numerous trips from Ohio to Florida. And how many hours is that? That's got to be what. Like yeah, 15, be vague. 14, you just keep 15? being vague. That's good. That's useful. I will say you've probably traveled the furthest distance of any of us. I I think. Well, because I, I would say the longest I. I would drive from, because I went to school in Kentucky, I would drive from Connecticut to Kentucky when I would have to move back into school. And that's like 13 hours. Oh, I haven't even done that. Yeah, so it's like 12 hours from Columbus to Panama City, something like that. So 
I've taken so what do you road do? trips that are like 14, 15 hours, but that's I haven't gone cross time. country. How long is uh, it cross country? How many hours is that? I think that's like a day, isn't it? Or no, it's got to be longer than that. So I know for one of the trips to Panama City, we had, we brought a portable DVD player and we had a couple comedians like stand up acts. So those were like a couple hours long. So you play that. So you have, um, it solid takes inter- 45 hours or six, eight hour days to drive coast to coast. Yeah, no, I was off you. with the, tw- you can do it in 24 hours. 45, um, I mean, if you were going straight through, but you can't go straight through. I would say my advice based on, I know you called me an experienced traveler and I totally appreciate the respect that I don't deserve. Uh, I would say make sure you plan it. This seems like step one, so I'm an idiot, but plan it so that you're stopping in places that you want to stop in and yes. and take your time. I assume you're going for a reason, but if the reason is just to go across the country and then to drive back, Hit some things you like on the way out and hit some stuff you like on the way back and just, you know, don't say no. If you don't have to, if you're not on a deadline, say yes more than you say no. If it's like, oh, it's going to take us this long to go out of our way to, if you really want to see it, go see it. And yep, I would people. say plan it ahead of time. So even like. I think they're on the trip already. I think they're on uh, the trip. Yeah, they're already, it, it sounds like it'd they're be already homework. They have already reached a point where they're so bored they call us. Well, you're 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 done for. There's we can't help you. You're done. Well, we can't help you. Of course, you. we can. We can talk every week to them and give. Well, them I was gonna little... say like if you if you would have done it ahead of time, you could plan like your stops so that you know exactly where you're did. gonna stop. Yeah. At. I bet they did. I absolutely bet they did. I think they just want advice on like you know snacks, music, That's like yeah. you said, just the stand up sure comedy you've got thing good is snacks. useful. I really, you've got to yeah, have. I, I definitely think like the if you're going to drive for that amount of distance music does get boring at some point like you need another type of entertainment and so i think podcasts or you know stand-up comedy because then it's something that you can listen to that you don't have to pay too much attention to if you don't want to yeah it also fills the dead space i also think and maybe this is an unpopular opinion but alone time you wouldn't sit non-stop with another person for six days let's assume you're doing the six eight hour days thing you would need alone time and that would be understood but in a car it might feel weird I would say if you feel like sitting in the back and reading or taking a nap while somebody does the oh driving, yeah do it do that take your alone time read the things that you like that you know the other person doesn't care about play the game on your phone that you know is going to kind of let you be in a zone where you can't interact don't feel don't hold yourselves to the standard of having to constantly maintain a good and interesting conversation we're only interesting in little spurts. Yeah, if you're making stops, then one of the per- people are allowed to go in the back seat and take a nap. If you're just driving like straight through for something like that, if there's only two of you, you both have to stay up. Yeah, that's true. That's fair. That seems because fair. you have to, to as have to as your role as writing shotgun on top of DJ and all that is you have to keep them awake because that's especially if you're driving into the night. Yeah, as as the mom of the trip. I will say, be careful, be smart. Be careful, be smart. How late you're out, where you're staying, who you're becoming friendly with. That's just me being overly protective of you. I know that you're smart and I know that you are, um, you know, you survive in the world by yourselves. And I don't mean to take anything away from you, but I want you to know I'd like you to be safe and be smart. Take risks, but make sure they're calculated risks. 
And that being said, we're at a time where a lot of people are coming back out into the world for the first time. And I bet a lot of people are looking for interesting stories or want to share their interesting stories. So don't be afraid to interact with locals in, you know, well-lit, well-populated places and just uh, learn stuff. Find out about stuff about the country. Interact with people. Learn about what people are like in Kentucky that maybe you didn't realize before. Like, see what's going on in Utah at the farmer's market. I don't know. Try stuff out. Get to know people. You'll be able to say you saw more of this country than most people. And don't Absolutely. forget Absolutely. Like, see the things that you normally would not have ever seen if it weren't for this road trip. So, like, exactly that. You pass by some random, like, off-the-beaten-path farmer's market. Stop by. Just see what it's like. Here's what you do. Hmm. You go on Diners, Dives, and Drives, and website, Triple D, what up? And What's the show called again, places. Travis? Okay, well, let's get the name of the show correct. Diners first. what and what? Uh-huh. Dives and drives in. Dri- nope. Dives and drives in? The confidence <laughs> with which you said it, I appreciate. Nope, that's not it. I always just call Triple D. Drive-ins and dives. Uh, yeah, it's funny because Triple D and then isn't his other show Triple G? This guy loves yeah. a triple. He just loves a triple. Guy's grocery games. Um, yeah, get cool that, food. Though. Google cool food. Uh, don't run out of gas. Stop by and vi- visit the world's largest chair. Yeah, I would skip that. But you don't have to if that's what you're into. If you want to look at the world's largest ball of rubber bands, then hey, I was do just you about live your life. So was I. But I think have a, take take a couple moments while you're doing it to like kind of have an outside of body, out of body experience where you acknowledge how cool what you're doing is. Steal a license yes. plate off a Make car memories. from every state you stop so, in. Yeah, don't, don't okay, steal. Well, maybe not I that advocate one. for crimes, but I will advocate for just like sometimes you when you're doing stuff, you don't really live in that moment. Get a moment. shot glass from every state well, you stop in. I feel like I'm making a better point, but yes, get a shot glass, pay for it. <laughs> They're not usually that expensive. I'll Venmo you. But have a moment where you acknowledge like this is cool. We are having fun. What an awesome thing we got to do because in 20 years, you'll look back at this and be like, Man, I didn't realize how cool that was. So make sure you realize how cool it is. Enjoy yourselves. Make each other laugh. Share stories. Over the course of this huge trip, because I assume maybe you're also driving back. I don't know. But if you are, you've got a lot of time to deepen this relationship you have with this person. Don't do it all the time. It's too much. But ask questions that you've always wanted to know. Or talk to them about their childhood and the way they see the world. You can learn so much about people just by, you know, being having a gentle ear and talking to them so you've got a lot of time you could do that you've so, got a lot of time yeah you got a ton of time and try to hold your pee that's important hydrate I'm excited for that this is a fun i'm excited i hope they I'm have a great time too. I, we want to hear you uh when you're done yeah when you when you check back in uh we want to know how it went or if you get bored again or you reach a point where something crazy happens give us an update um while we're discussing, which basically is like shout outs to our listeners and updates on our listeners, I just want to say real quick, Kelly Brannigan has been one of our best fans uh, since the jump. She's become a friend of mine. She was who fostered Myrtle. It's how we got Myrtle, which is a, the most life changing decision I've made recently. We love Kelly very much. Uh, found out today that her puppy might have an infection in her womb um and so i just wanted to say kelly if you made it this far into the podcast which i doubt you did i'm thinking of you uh we are thinking of you we're all pulling for you uh so just keep 
your keep Kenzie in your you know thoughts, your prayers, whatever it is you do. Think positively about Kelly's dog because uh, it's a very adorable, wonderful dog. Kenzie's one of Myrtle's closest friends, honestly. And it, the last time I went to the park, it was because I used to go with Kenzie before they moved. So, uh, Kelly, we love you. Uh, Kenzie, we're thinking of you, and hopefully everything's okay. And you know what? I think everything's going to be just fine. It's not, she's not going to be sick. Everything will be fine. But I just wanted to say shout out to Kelly and that we love you. Um, is that it, guys? Is that it for this week's first edition? I think we just did a podcast. I think we did. We we're awesome. It. We crushed it. Honestly, we crushed it. Like, people don't want to admit it, <laughs> but I think we I'll say it. the best ever. Of course you'll say Ooh. it. Shout out to Simply Safe Brooklyn and William and Mary. William and also Mary. You know what? Mary and William. Shout out to Mary and William. Uh, shout out to the SV Pod. You know Scott Van Pelt from TV, hosting SportsCenter. But did you know he also has a podcast? Well, you should have known, because he does. And I've heard, word on the street is that it's produced by the best podcast producer in the game, Christina. So you know it's good. Oh, I'm sorry. Is it Travis? It's produced by Travis. That's my bad. It's a clerical error. That's on me. I'll take that. Uh, big thanks to you guys for listening now and then maybe once later. It was a good episode, and we went very Unless quickly. you're on a road trip, then twice. Yeah, then you can yeah. listen to it until you fall asleep. Which you will do once you've stopped. Which you should never fall asleep driving. listening to. Yeah, I'm sorry I spoke so. Fa- I talked so fast today. I had we had a, a hard. I had a hard in, a soft in, and a hard out. So I had to. Um, <laughs> I'm sorry. Somebody commented the other day that I talk at two and a half speed. I also know that there's something I was supposed to address today that I didn't, and just know that it's in my phone and I will get to it. We'll address it when Thursday a guest when doesn't. We don't have a guest. Yes. Yeah. So I know there's there's just so much to talk about today. Um, you could also leave us a nice review wherever you're listening to this podcast, which obviously we read, we being Travis and we love them, we, we being me, uh, like this one from the Rev Flowers. I mean, ever since we roasted them for their names being bad, they have improved. They are, they are better. pronounceable. This, uh, review from the Rev Flowers says, this audio medium is definitely top five things to listen to, and it's not two, three, four, or five. That is just a wow. flat out compliment. These reviews <laughs> have never just been flat out compliments that don't mention Travis. Interesting. <laughs> uh, lastly, don't forget that you can always leave us a voicemail at 860-506-5571. Back to the original order. Say goodbye, Travis. Goodbye, people. Say goodbye, Christina. Goodbye. Bye. Love you. Mean it. <laughs>